Giants haven't been relevant for 10 years. You think today's the day? You think today's the day? It's not. It's not. Get the out of my city. Go back. Go back. You know Season 2, Episode 23 of Winging It, a podcast dedicated to talking about our division champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Ali, joined by these two gentlemen who need absolutely no introduction, Andrew and Alex. Andrew, I'll start with you because Alex was at the game, and I want to give him as much time to rest his voice as possible before he jumps in. How are you feeling? So good. So confident. So validated. I feel like everything we talked about happened. And now I, I feel like we look great because none of us were really all that scared last week. And we just we took care of business. I'm happy to talk about it. Good to talk to you, boys. I just got to say, I told you so. I said <laughs> it was going to be a blowout. I predicted it was going to be 31. Did I say 31 to 7 or something crazy like that? 31 17. Um, the game was basically just – it was a total blowout in, in, in all facets of the game. Um, incredible performance, um, totally within expectation. All those whiny crybabies calling into WIP and the Fanatic worried about this game. There was nothing to be worried about. I can't believe the Philadelphia Eagles have a chance to compete in the NFC Championship game. We're going to break it down for you today, but guys, I'm feeling pretty damn good based off what I saw the San Francisco – and the Cowboys game last night. So I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Um, Andrew, there was not a lot of downs, but for sake of the show, let's get into two up, two down, and you can kick us off. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. So many ups to choose from, Alex. Where does one even try to begin? I'm going to start off with, did we run the ball on the first play of the ball game? Oh my gosh, so many times. So many times, bro. But particularly, on the very first play of the game, we handed the ball off to Miles Sanders. My heart was so full. From that point, I felt great. I'm like, we're good. We're good. (laughs) I I love everything that I saw. Uh, I mean, we'll take it. I'll take it a... I guess it was a one first down later. I think it was on uh, the the ensuing drive. Not ensuing drive, I'm sorry. After we got a first down, I think uh, Hertz hit Devontae Smith downfield. And and I think that was actually the, the true moment that everybody probably could breathe a huge sigh of relief. And I, that was the question going into this week. How's Jalen's shoulder? And after he made that throw in the first couple of minutes to Devontae Smith, I think we all 
we're like, guys, it's all systems go. Let's freaking do this. So, um, so that's my first up. Second up is just the fact that like I was hoping we would do, we got off to an early lead. We wasted no time. We were up 21, nothing. This game felt so reminiscent of the first time we played them. And again, we forced the giants to become one dimensional. Danny Jones was getting a lot of love after beating the worst defense in the NFL, the worst pass defense in the NFL one week ago. I knew that this week was going to be a completely different animal. Again, I don't like the, you know, we don't try to toot my own, toot my own horn, but, uh, you know, I, I, I put a, I put a good amount of money on Daniel Jones under 213, <laughs> under 213 passing yards. That's a, that's a low number. And that's a number that makes you scratch your head and being like, Oh, wait a second. I thought Danny Jones was this great quarterback. 213. I'll take that over. No, no, sir. Under. And what did he finish with? 135 yards. 135 yards. Uh, just a beautiful game from, from top to bottom. And uh, just, uh, wow, a stress-free ball game. So that's, I'll, I'll, I'll start there. I'll yeah, man. You. And I'll yeah, check man. my mic in case my mic sounds a little wonky right now. Yeah, it sounds okay. I think it may be hooked up to your built-in. It's, it's not bad. We could do the whole show with it, but... Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say for me, as far as my two ups are concerned, you know, there were, there were too many to choose from. I don't even have anything written down here that I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to break down the analysis and do everything what we have. But I just got to say, man, our defensive line is just so incredibly elite. Watching Joshua Perspiration come back and just get a monstrous hit on Daniel Jones at the end of the game. Um, incredible. Saquon was a non-threat. I think he broke off for like one really big run. But honestly was was pretty irrelevant the whole game and it it was just it was just absolutely amazing we're going to talk about how impactful our defensive line is really going to be and how important it's going to be on this upcoming matchup um and then i would say the second up is dude there is nothing like being at the link for a playoff game um the crowd was absolutely electric. Uh, everyone in the lower bowl, you you don't even sit. The, the The seats are there purely for decoration. You're standing <laughs> the entire time. Up in the club level, we had little patches of people that were sitting and standing. Um, second play of the game, I had a girl tap me on the back. Um, could you please sit down? And I looked at her. I'm like, this is a playoff game. No, you're, you're not telling me to sit down. And then, like, one play went by. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. So, you know, a little, little, little bit of, of, of that going on. So getting into the downs, um, I have never felt so bad heading into an Eagles game before because I either had a stomach flu that my son had a few days before or I ate some bad Applebee's the night before. I was... I don't want to say what I was doing in the parking lot before the game, but I was not entirely sure I was going to make it. And I was totally out of character the entire time. Classic I, case of the, uh, the bubble guts. It was just not a, a good time to be uh, in my, uh, in my stomach, let's just say. And um, I had Vince looking at me and he's like, dog, you got, you got two hours to figure it out. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you got to do this. I mean, I was sweating. I didn't know what was going on. And I really think the adrenaline got me through the game because once I got there, once a kickoff, National Anthem was absolutely fire. This this country singer named Breland sang it. Um, 
Adrenaline got me through. It was totally out of character. It was totally not myself. I had like no videos, no pictures. I was just trying to just like focus on the game and not think about any external factors. So that yeah, would so be you couldn't even feel your you you <laughs> didn't even feel yourself poop in your pants. You actually pooped your pants. Is what you that's what you told me. Uh, yeah, while, while he no, was having it, it, an out of body experience. Yeah, it was it was actually coming up the other end all over <laughs> MN lot. So uh, yeah, so so it was not poop in my pants, but it was it was it was coming up in other ways. Um, so yeah, that was one thing. But did manage to make it through the game uh, with with no uh, no no accidents. And um, I would say my second down is I don't have one. I don't have one. It was it was the food poisoning. It was that I just didn't feel well going into it. Food poisoning got me, and then that was really just that. So, um, is what it is. Ali, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, you know I, what I appreciated was Boston Scott, our good good friend, the Giant Slayer, the Giant Killer, um, continued his onslaught on those poor New York Giants. Eleven touchdowns out of his eighteen in his career are against the New York Giants. And I actually didn't realize the the so this is this is actually a weird statistic. Um so streak of touchdowns against any particular team, right? So you play a team, you score a touchdown, the next game you score a touchdown, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. The person who owns that record is OJ Simpson with 10 touchdowns against, I, I can't, I can't remember which team he played. He basically scored a touchdown for 10 straight games each time they played. Number two is Boston Scott with nine games straight against the New York Giants. That's just insane. Like I, I, I he's on the same in, in the same sentence as OJ Simpson. Well, yeah, because he's the giant killer and OJ yeah, is a, uh... yep. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm just <laughs> that's like a freaking layup. I'm like, what else that's, can I say? Like, my intent. He he's he's not just he hasn't reached killer status of OJ quite yet. He's just you know one yeah, game away yeah, yeah. from from, exactly. from or another touchdown away. So you know how we have Philly Goddard, right? Uh, we have to rename Boston Scott New York Scott. Uh, because he is such a giant killer. It is um, weird that we two like two of our very very prominent or at least players in this game are named Boston and Dallas. It is very strange yep. how that we just ended up with two cats with names of cities. How I mean, how about it? It's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of weird yeah. names in the. <laughs> there's a lot of weird names in the NFL. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No, Ali. No, please. You, yeah, yeah. You yeah. I, I was gonna say the other. Uh, no, 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 no. You go. You go. It's like that no. progressive commercial where the, the, the they're on the they're on the line and they're both like talk. No, it was a. It, it was a bit of, um, no, so I for anyone who knows me, I'm a big fan of running the football and playing defense. I think every play should be a run, um, leading wow. up to like the fourth quarter, and then you introduce a pass a little bit. Wait, really? Uh, you really feel that way? You feel that every, no, like you, you want to run I, maybe I'm, that much? I'm I'm being a little hyperbolic. But no, I, I think the run game opens things up. It protects your quarterback. It opens up the play action. I think you establish the run to open up your pass game, not the other way around, which is what a lot of NFL teams do nowadays. Um, but, but we have a very dynamic, very special type of run game with the zone read. We ran 33 plays that were zone read plays yesterday that resulted in 221 rush yards that averaged 6.7 yards a carry. Mama. Our zone read is unstoppable. 
insane. That, dude, that's awesome. Like, that just made me feel like even more of like like baller status. Just like, oh my god, who can, we can't be stopped. Like, we can't. I gotta say, I am just so incredibly excited for. It. Like, we really needed that. And 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 here is is kind of my point is. Jalen hasn't actually played a meaningful football game in over a month, right? He was hurt for two weeks, you know, came off a pretty bad game against the Bears. Who, who did we play before? Like, the, like these weren't, like, really important games, right? So if you actually think of it, like, yes, we were winning, but we weren't hot by any means. Just because we were winning, we weren't hot. We weren't winning either, though. It's like, the like, and I said it last week, the last four with, with weeks Jaylen, of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but, but, like, we... To your point, we have not seen a meaningful football game. We're like seeing our entire cast of characters back together. It feels like it's been, it has been well over a month. Yeah. I mean, so even the game you and I, the last Giants game, Jalen was out there, but we were going against a bunch of, you know, a bunch of backups and it was an ugly football game. So I think we were a little restless after that. We are just getting hot at the right time. Well, so excited to talk about that. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say, Giants, Giants. I know I'm like really, I'm just like hot on interrupting everyone today. Um, you know, Giants fans were feeling themselves pretty hard last week too, and they were saying how they were on a hot streak. So even like that language makes me think of these weak Giants fans who I know were trying to convince themselves that the Giants were were good and were actually like actually deserved to be there, which it's just two completely different classes of football teams. So anyway, to, to even for them to think that the giants were on a hot streak was just such a lame narrative. Sorry. I got to you know say, I, I, I was a fan. I was a fan of the New York giants getting to that level. Cause all it's going to mean is Daniel Jones is going to get a contract extension yep. and he's going to yep. stay in the NFC East. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yep. Ali. I got to say too, that um, typically I would say, at any game that you go to, there's always a decent amount of visiting fans. There were hardly any Giants fans. I mean, I'm telling you, the most I've actually ever seen at at the link were 49ers fans, where I kid you not, I would say 30 to 40 percent, 30 to 40 percent, a little bit, a little bit less than half was was there as 49ers fans. So I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit uh, looking forward to what's going to be happening on on Sunday. Um, but there was hardly any, I would say maybe less than 1% of like out of a hundred people I'd saw, maybe see one giants fan. So like, I think they even kind of knew that the writing was on the wall into, into here as well. And that's like a, that's a tough atmosphere to come in when you're not, chances are, you're not going to come out of there with a win. So like, you're already feeling pretty outnumbered and, and you're probably, getting yapped at by you know by people in your section so then on top of that like suffering a devastating loss did what did, did maybe you experience any of that yeah Alex? i gotta tell you this funny story dude <laughs> so so i go to all the all the eagles games and i've i figure out the parking hack on where i need to go if you're an m lot if anyone's listening that goes to the games will know exactly what i'm talking about the m lot has an overflow lot and everyone rushes out this one gate to get out, but they open this back gate about 15 minutes after. And you kind of just got to hang out and wait for it to open up and you can get out and right onto, uh, right onto uh, Packard Ave pretty quickly there. And I always like to give people tips like, hey, like come this way, you don't got to wait. And I roll down my window, I get next to this car and it's this husband and wife and they're Giants fans and they're tired. They're frustrated, they're angry. And she looks at me, I'm like, hey, do you guys, oh, she's like, 
boy, if you talk trash on me, I'm going to get <laughs> out of this car, whip your ass. What do you want? I'm like, the back gate, the husband is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She just has her hand on her head. Window rolls back up. We got a cigarette in her hand. She was just so defeated. You could just Spent. tell that she was just getting heckled the whole entire time that she was there. Completely <laughs> spent. Um, yeah, there there was they, there was no chance of them ever finding a way to get back in the game. It was so enjoyable when you're on our side of things and you're watching it unfold right before you. I mean, I let out a couple dance moves after our second or third touchdown that I didn't even like I had I didn't know my shoulders were capable of that kind of, you know, kind of like jiggle in action. Um, so <laughs> The Eagles are giving giving people life, baby, and it is and it's wonderful. Um, I know, Alex, you said you didn't have a second down. I, I guess I'll you know just to ask you guys what you think. It I didn't love AJ Brown seeing kind of uh, you know pouty faced on the mm. sideline at the end of the game. Although um, I think it was when you're a when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, it's like you're going to show some emotion and. Of course, we want to see people handle things maturely. But then again, our head coach um, doesn't necessarily keep stay calm or, or keep his emotions in check either. So if if Nick Sirianni doesn't isn't setting that example, well, then, you know, as long as it's not like a lingering thing or there's like some sort of beef afterwards. But A.J. Brown, I do think he might have came up a little bit gimpy at the end. Uh, one of the passes that was overthrown. I don't uh, maybe he was frustrated about that, but he was also frustrated, I think, because it seemed like he maybe was a little hobbled afterwards. Uh, he finished the day with, I think, what was it, 22 yards? Yeah, he had three receptions for 22 yards. So a very quiet day for AJ. Hopefully no injury. Hopefully he's good to go next week and he can have um, not a revenge game, but he can just, you know, he can he can be the, the guy who shines next week. Ooh, I squeaked a little bit there. The guy yeah. who shines. Now, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I guess if we are following something, uh, Smitty did have like one or two drops. That's like, come on, man. Like you, you got to mm. you got to You got to bring those in. Um, I, I do share that with you, Andrew. I also think that he may have had a hammy issue near the end of the game, right? He he had that ball yep. that was I don't I don't actually think it was overthrown. I just think that he was just a little bit slower than than Jalen would have thought. And instead of like deaccelerating, he just fell right to the ground, which yep. is like a pretty tall tale sign. Like, hey, something's up with my leg. I don't want to like put any additional strain on it. So sure. hopefully he'll be hopefully he'll be good to go. We haven't heard anything. I haven't seen an injury report or anything with AJ Brown, but um yeah, I mean, you want your stars to get the ball, and I think all wide receivers, as they should be, they should be divas. They should be confident. They should always want the ball more. So it uh, it, it makes a ton of sense for our, our number one wide receiver to uh, to want that. And I don't know um, if if, uh, if you want to use that as a segue into some of the games that we watch, but it was pretty yeah. noticeable. Uh, Stephon Diggs on the sideline after the Bills got <laughs> up. Yeah, I, I would say upset. Um, I mean, I think that was an upset. Um, yeah, go ahead, Ali. Well, one thing, one thing that I'll uh, mention real quick. Um, so for for all of our listeners who don't remember, I I live in Minnesota. Um, so during the game, I had a couple of friends over who are Minnesota Vikings fans. Um, and I think it was after the second touchdown, my friend looks over at his wife and he's like, "Man, this is what a real football team looks like." He was like, "Did you know that the Minnesota Vikings are eleven and zero this year?" for games that are decided by one touchdown or less. And we have the most comebacks out of any team in NFL, like in the NFL this year. And he was like, why do we have to come back? Why can't we be like the Eagles just come out and be like, we are going to crush you. 
There's not going to be any comebacks, none of that BS. We're just going to crush you because we're more dominant than you are. Yep. And I don't know. I just felt proud in that moment. It was like this is a a long, you know, lifelong Vikings fan who was was feeling pretty jealous in the middle of that game. Yeah. Well, sucks to suck. Too bad. And, you know, <laughs> for all of us, whenever we've seen, you know, teams that like just play this like mistake free, clean football, reliable, converting on third downs. And and when the Eagles weren't doing that, you know, over the years, it was you would give anything to have like that that beautiful product to be able to watch. So now, yeah, we can like we can kind of pump our chests out a little bit. And even though we're not the guys that are out there on the field, it's still our team. So we can still, we can still feel like we're part of it. And uh, you know, I like to think that it is this podcast that has um, given the Eagles that extra boost. Um, Undoubtedly. Well, I mean, this we is are the best per- Eagles team of all time. They, and so like, we are sports no media. Yeah, we are sports <laughs> media. We are, we are sports media. Um, yep. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other games this week. Uh, crazy again to think that the Eagles are in the final four. Um, it's just amazing. I, I mean, I'm not surprised, but it, it's just like looking at it, right? It, it's only them. So the early window, the Buffalo Bills, who, Andrew, you and I actually got into a little bit of a debate in the preseason about how good the Bills were going to be. Josh Allen was front runner for MVP. They were outright Super Bowl winners. Now, I will say that I was like, oh, the LA Rams are going to win it again, which is like the first, like polar opposite. Like they were one of like the first teams eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, but also Matt Stafford hardly played the season. Um, but it's it's interesting because with the whole like DeMar Hamlin situation and everything, like I really think that the Bills became like the NFL sweetheart story the for demar narrative and, and and i'm so like over the moon happy that he's okay and, and happy and i would never wish any like ill will but it's almost like i feel like that attention almost got to their head you saw it with stefan diggs like just like in Allen's face after the game um did not look good and like i just think sometimes when you give that much attention to a team and say that you deserve it and you are doing this and you're patting them on the back and assuring them kind of like collinsworth when patrick mahomes misses a ball and he's like wow what a play (laughs) um it just it just really it just really uh it it just really speaks volumes so um you know not surprised i would say that this team you know the bills were the darlings of the NFL, you know, well before the Hamlin injury, I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. probably just added even more fuel to people rooting for the bills. Um, But they were looked at as the overall favorite to, to, to win the Super Bowl at, you know, throughout really the beginning of the season, Josh Allen has, was looked at as the MVP, you know, for the majority of that time as well. And I know that there's been some like, you know, some injuries here and there and, you reach a point in the season where everybody is playing injured. So you you can only use that excuse so much. Um, But I think the shocking thing about that game was the fact that, you know, you think that when you're seeing those snowy conditions, you think that that's, that's exactly why Buffalo has an advantage in, especially in like in that kind of weather. And that, (laughs) <laughs> to me, that's what Buffalo is every single day at this point in the year. It's like, when, like it's it's a shock when you don't see snow falling from the sky. Um, so for them to have to play in conditions that are a little bit more difficult, you, I guess we would all expect them to be a little bit more, more prepared for that. Not that Cincinnati is like California or Florida, but they, dude, they, Cincinnati just dominated from the get-go. And it was 
it, it like the Bills defense had no answer, which is just it, it's surprising after seeing the Bengals almost struggle to beat the Ravens a week before. And the Ravens were a really mediocre team. And then just to have uh, kind of just this effortless, almost like the Eagles against the Giants, we're just moving the ball at will and the Bills had no answer. Um, so, I, you know, I have a lot of close friends who are Bills fans and Ali, like you said, they are looking at the Eagles now like that is a football team like, wow. And that's how they kind of felt about the Bills last year and the year before. So, you know, whatever. Thanks. Thanks for the juju. We'll take it. Ali, what are your thoughts yeah. on that Bills uh, Bengals game? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I don't mean to say, I mean, I, I'll just say it. I called it, right? I call I called Josh Allen <laughs> yeah. as, as a little fraudulent last week. And I, I think yeah. he he reminds me of a much better leader, but still the same level of like talent and decision making as Carson Wentz. I, got I you said you. that this yeah. week. I said that this week. You're stealing what I said. I said that to the <laughs> group. You yeah, I'll leave out of here. I have to give you props. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you said last week, you're like, if if 2018 Josh Allen shows up, they're not going to win. And I was, yeah. I think, the only one here that was really thinking that the Bills were were going to win and make it to the Super Bowl. So you called it. For sure, for sure. I, I just think Josh Allen, there are times when he makes these unbelievable throws, like that deep ball to Stefan Diggs. I think it was during that game. I, maybe like three people in the NFL can make that throw. But then he turns around and makes these like odd, you know, decisions that are like in double coverage. And we're like, what are you thinking? Why can't you just like check it down, live to fight another day or like worst case scenario, take the three points, right? Like every time you throw an interception, every time you give the ball away, that's points off the board. And yeah, he just he reminds me of Carson Wentz's like regressed decision making in his in his later years as, as an eagle. It's Josh yeah. Allen's ability to extend a play, which I think is like why I think he is kind of why I think he's the best because he, his ability, like just from in terms of size and speed and athleticism, his ability to extend a play and be able to then make something out of nothing. But then Mahomes is pretty darn good at it also. So, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, Alex? well, well, speaking of Mahomes, so why don't we get into that game? So the, the Bengals are going to be playing the Chiefs. I don't think it's much of a surprise that the Chiefs ended up winning that game. However, Trevor Lawrence, again, with like some like questionable interceptions here at, at right when the game came down to the to the wire. Mahomes looks like he has a high ankle sprain. I haven't heard anything come out from from media today, but playing Mahomes on on one leg the Bengals like have Mahomes number. Um, I don't know if this is going to be the year the Chiefs are are going to be able to do it. So I'm not surprised by the victory. I think it was pretty unanimous that the that the Jags were going to lose that game. Still a wonderful season. Doug Peterson's never going to have to buy another meal <laughs> anytime he's in Jacksonville or or in Philly. But um, what are our thoughts on like an injured Mahomes entering? into a championship game against a team he just cannot beat. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't think I can stand any more Mahomes just like slobber by by these slobber. broadcasters. It's like every time he like, oh my God, the way Mahomes is jogging onto the field is yeah. just like so yeah. incredible. It's like, okay, I got it. The guy's athletic. He can make amazing throws. He can extend plays. And like, frankly, I've looked on a couple of, of YouTube pages of like sports doctors who are like, 
Mahomes playing on his leg for the remainder of that game was dumb. He is mm. risking further injury to his leg. He like Henny was doing completely fine. He scored a touchdown. Henny scored a touchdown. If 98 yard drive. If that's not an indication that Mahomes is not the NFL MVP, I don't know what is, right? Like your backup goes in there, drives 98 yards in a playoff game and scores a touchdown to put you in the lead. Like you're not the MVP at that point. Anyway, I digress. I I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think even with a healthy Mahomes, uh, I think Cincinnati would have would have pulled it out anyway. Yeah, I I'm, agree. I'm looking at Cincinnati is at the moment a one and a half point favorite. So I don't know. Is if, this going to be a neutral game or is this actually at Arrowhead? It will be at I Arrowhead. I think this is at Arrowhead. It will be at Arrowhead. I think if the Bills won, it was going to be a neutral game because they were potentially robbed of a number one because of the Correct. whole game stoppage thing. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Not, not robbed. I, I I don't want to be insensitive to the situation, but you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, that w- I mean, this was like they had to come up with, with some sort of plan. And I think what they end, I mean, it's not going to matter at this point, but. Anyway, um, yeah, I, oh man, it's hard to see Kansas City win this game. I, <laughs> like, it's hard to imagine Kansas City losing four straight times to, would it be four straight times at this point to, to Cincinnati? Yeah. But if the if, stats actually say that that fares well for the Bengals, this whole like yeah. beating a team three times thing is apparently a myth. But what about four so, times? Well, that, that, you know, this I is think a little it's bit even different. stronger. I think it just means your team's garbage against them. Like, <laughs> it, seriously, man. I think it just but, means you actually don't have the NFL MVP on your team. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Super Bowl MVP will, will, will be exactly what matters. So. Yeah, I it's 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 hard to imagine the Chiefs not coming out of Arrowhead winning this game against Cincinnati this weekend and I think like that would make for such a awesome assuming the Eagles well, I don't want to assume too much but you know if the Eagles, Eagles Chiefs, Chiefs are Super Bowl yeah. that's that's incredible. That's such a wonderful that's such a cool 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 story for the NFL. Um but I don't know a lot's going to depend on the, on on Mahomes' health, and I guess at this point I don't really know enough. So I don't know. I'm just looking at that line one and a half. Cincinnati's probably going to win. That's yeah. In in my opinion, I heard a little bit of analysis after the game, and I, I heard it this morning actually. And I, I forget who it was. It was like Rex Ryan or one of these one of these old old guys. And and, and basically what he was saying is is that the fact that Jacksonville didn't um, put more pressure up the middle of the pocket to get Mahomes to be forced to be mobile was like a huge, yeah. huge, huge reason that they lost. Um, if it, let's just say it does get to the chiefs and the Eagles and Mahomes injuries bad. There is no way there is no way that like Mahomes will just be sitting in a nice clean pocket. So I think the Bengals will expose that. I think there's a lot of really smart people out there than these, you know, three guys on a podcast that know, the key to winning this game next week is make Mahomes mobile and try to get Henny in there as quick as possible, right? And then just make him throw to a guy that's inexperienced with the biggest game of his life. Uh, something that that uh, you know, like uh, Nick Foles, like Nick Foles, man. Only Nick Foles <laughs> garbage when he started, man. I know when, when he came out those first few weeks. I mean, we all thought the season was over, which is even more adding to the Cinderella story. Yeah. All right, so let's segue into last night's game and then use that to get into the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and I don't care if you were rooting for them to win or rooting for them to lose. Here's my analysis from that game. They literally gave us the blueprint on how to beat the 49ers, but 
But Dak Prescott is so bad that he gave it to him on a silver platter. He gave it right back to them. Two interceptions thrown, but honestly, I think you guys would agree with me. It should have been like four. Right. They, they, they showed the keys to the game. Put pressure on Brock Purdy. 3-4-11 when he had pressure in his face. He looked like a rookie quarterback. He looked like he was a little bit scared. His decision-making wasn't quite there. He's looking a little bit like he was second-guessing himself. And that's the key to the win. I actually didn't even know this, but Dak Prescott is the best quarterback that the, C, uh, the uh, 49ers have played in this last seven-game stretch. I had no idea that that was it. And every single hour that goes by, I feel more and more confident about what this looks like. But we'll get there in a second. Dallas absolutely blew it up. The end of the season on the line, they need a touchdown to win. And they come out with that same formation that looked like that Colts play <laughs> where Zeke got blown. Yo, when they were lining up in there, I was giggling. I'm like, yo, yo, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Zeke got blown up. 10-yard pass to Turpin or somebody. To- Wonderful end to the season. Hats off, Dallas. Yes. Congratulations on on just absolutely blowing that game. Um, but all things considered, I just I didn't think Dallas actually played that bad. It was just again on Dak Prescott with these. I mean, these interceptions were bad, bad. They were bad. Giving it back to the 49ers. Brock Purdy threw zero touchdowns that game. Insane. Mm. What are your guys' thoughts? You know. I, 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 I really thought Dallas was going to win. I had this weird feeling that Brock Purdy, you know, even though he was six and zero, seven and zero, hasn't lost yet as a starter, and they've been winning in convincing fashion. Like every week, the, the Niners have been putting double up double like, digits, right? Double digit wins, yeah, right. yeah, and like they're scoring in the thirties, and it's impressive. Uh, not many teams have been scoring like that, and. I just had I, I had this feeling that this was going to be this like coming back down to earth. They were due for just some sort of regression, some sort of just bump in the road, and this would just be bad timing, and and Dallas would be able to take advantage. Um, it was an ugly football game. Neither offense looked great, but then again, these are two really good defenses, so we have to give credit where credit's due. They have, I mean, they each have, you know, a superstar defensive player, on, you know, on each team, Micah Parsons on Dallas and uh, Nick Bosa on, on the 49ers who we will have to deal with next week. But, you know, it was, I think Tony Pollard getting hurt for Dallas. I think that really cost them more than anything. Tony Pollard has right. been a very consistent playmaker for Dallas this year. So, you know, Zeke is kind of at getting towards the end of the road and he's kind of one dimensional and, you know, he can pick up little, you know, little gain, you know, yards here and there, but, but Tony Pollard's explosive. So losing him was, was big on the other side, Christian McCaffrey also kind of banged up for the 49ers. So that's another injury that we're going to have to keep tabs on next week, but um, impressive for Brock Purdy to figure out an, another, you know, to, to hang on to win. And the 49ers are the second best team in the NFC. And, can, like, who is a good quarterback other than Jalen Hurts in the NFC? I can't stop thinking about this. Like, if Dak Prescott isn't any good and and the 49ers are the second best team in the NFC, what a, like, who's to say that the Eagles just aren't here for the next 10 years? Sorry, Ali. What did you think of the game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Dak Prescott in the last five years has the third worst interception rate out of any quarterback that has is Carson Wentz in the is Carson last Wentz? five years. Do you want to know who number one and number two are? Jameis Winston. Mitch, 
Oh, oh, Jameis Winston, and then hold on, let's let's guess it. It probably could be Carson Wentz. Is it Carson Wentz? It's not Carson Wentz. Okay. Oh. Is it Mitch Trubisky? No. Is it? It's a Kirk current Cousins. player who's no longer playing on his current team. Nate also, Peterman? no, played in the 2019 season. So now he's a backup somewhere. It's Baker. <laughs> yeah, that does. That really? Out. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So Dak Prescott is in the same company as Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield in worst interception rates in a season. Well, at least in the last five seasons, um, you know, I thought it was a is a, a a solid defensive performance by Dallas. I like Alex. I think they that Dallas, frankly, gave us the blueprint on how to beat the 49ers. Right. We can we figured out how to stop the run when we brought in Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue. I think if we pressure Brock Purdy, it's going to. It's going to pay dividends for us. If only we had the highest sack total in the NFL this season, that's probably mm. the only thing we needed. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, we oh, do. Wait a second. Uh, no, I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a. What what a way for Dallas to end their year, right? Like I, I almost feel like it's a meme. They're they've become the meme of of the NFL and the internet, who is constantly undefeated. Alex and I were just like texting each other like tweets and images back and forth, just making fun of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I don't know how you can sit here and just like be serious about yourself and say that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan after last night. <laughs> that's, that's so pathetic. Do you think anyone has a Brett Maher jersey? Oh my goodness. And he would have missed that. I know it was blocks, but it was going way <laughs> left. That thing was going way left, bro. He's lucky it got blocked. Like it probably yeah. made it, it made it look a little bit <laughs> made it look better. And the the best part, and it, it, it's certainly because they're an NFC opponent, but I just think a lot of people have the hate. I, I think the Cowboys have the most like hatred out of like out of any fan base. Dak has such a big contract. Zeke has such a big contract. Like they are just in cap space hell. Like Amari Cooper, they they couldn't keep Amari Cooper because they had all these right. like young rookies that were cheaper and they could keep them at like they they're just going to be so irrelevant for the next few seasons. Like there's just there's no clean path. The only way that the Cowboys get better is if they burn it down and start again. Draft a QB, upcoming class, but like the thing is they finish so high that like their picks not going to be good either. So it's just like right. it's just it's just going mean, to be constant 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 mediocrity. The last time the Cowboys we're at the NFC Championship game. The NFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts wasn't even born yet, <laughs> and he's gotten there even, before. Jack I don't even Prescott. think his. I don't think, I even think his parents were married at the time. Like, I think. <laughs> think, I think uh, yeah, David Aker said that at the draft. He's like, "Hey, Cowboys! <laughs> the last yeah. time your team was at the Super Bowl, <laughs> you weren't even born." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I did Go remember Eagles. David. A- I did remember David Aker. Sounds like Elmo. Was, uh, yeah, you gotta like you gotta get to a little bit more macho up there, man. Dude, well, I, I remember. Hey, Dallas. <laughs> you know what? He gave it everything he had. He give give it everything he got. He gave it everything. Hey, you know he what? Did. Hey, I I I respect David Aker. Love David Akers. Yeah. Um, I mean, right, that's well, why Jerry why Jones. We- that's why Jerry Jones was saying he felt sick yesterday. I would feel sick too if I knew that I've got two. I uh, may have had some bad Applebee's gonna, too. Yep, it's the bubble. Yeah, he may, he, <laughs> he may have true. had some bad Applebee's, bro. I'm just I, saying. I heard. I'm just saying. I heard that, it's going that two for twenty five. 
those zingers for 25 is a good good no zingers is miller's alehouse damn it i I knew that know your junk food all right so let's talk a little bit about since dallas like kind of helped us expose the blueprint actually put this on social media today so um here are just a few call outs for the game upcoming want to hear your guys thoughts on everything and just where you think it's heading andrew brought some stats with us today um so brock purdy like i said already went three for 11 under pressure so i think the key of the game is get purdy under pressure our team leads the league in sacks by a double digit margin and we set a third time uh third single season all-time record this year with career sacks so we're gonna have no issue getting to brock purdy our O-line will give us enough time to have Jalen uh, to be able to get out the ball, keep Bosa away from us, and I do think we will put up points. And here's an interesting fact. A rookie QB has never, ever, ever, ever led a team to a Super Bowl. Ever. That is reassuring. I think if we just stop CMC, it's a close game. I'm giving us the 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 score 24-17 Philadelphia. Um winning over this game but um i just i was really worried three weeks ago when you know we were losing and Jalen was hurt but now i don't i just i don't see it happening it is a little bit weird that the line is minus two and a half at home at the link which technically means that's an underdog line for us if this was a neutral uh site um typically the home team gets three points so that would mean that the 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 49ers are are half a point favorites here. Um, I think it's 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 fair. I, I think that line may move to three and a half um, in, in our favor, but yeah. um, it's already of... moved a little bit too. I think it opened at one and a half. So it's it's moving in the right direction for our birds. Sure. So yeah. you're, you're saying you, you like 24, 17. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out what this 49ers team is. And, and as we look over some of the, the stat comparisons, it, it is, you know, th- these two teams are pretty evenly matched uh so like they're first and second in the league in in yards like total yards um allowed per game uh points scored per game third and sixth uh what else we got total yeah fifth and third um turnovers they're both very similar there the the main difference i see here is uh the 49ers are 20th in the league uh passing yards allowed and the Eagles, where the Eagles are first, so the Eagles are the mm-hmm. the best pass defense, which 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 is which is great for trying to stop Brock. And I guess on the other side, though, uh, our rush defense is a little bit more vulnerable, I suppose, and that's where uh, the 49ers are ranked second. Uh, Niners are second in rush defense, whereas the Eagles are the middle of the pack; they're 16th. So, um, but the good news is for the Eagles is that there are a multitude of ways that they can get it done. Um, I was looking, I was curious to see who the 49ers lost to this past year. I don't know if you guys happened to, to go back through their schedule guys. I did. I forget though. Week one, they lost to Chicago. That was Trey Lance's, uh, the San Francisco's, uh, you know, original number one quarterback going into the year. That was his only start. He got injured in that game. Uh, but they lost to Chicago who is, who ended with the worst record in football. Two weeks later, they lost to Denver. Another one of the worst teams. That was Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, The next time they lost was week six. Also Jimmy G. That was against Atlanta, which is a mediocre football team. Uh, Not not a playoff team. Uh, The only other team they lost to was Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Lost. uh, They lost to Kansas City. That was the first week that Christian McCaffrey played. Um, But on the other hand, the 49ers 
since their bye, they've won like straight. They they haven't lost. They've won like nine or ten straight. So they're feeling themselves. We're feeling ourselves. It's going to be a hell of a ball game. It's hard to imagine it being more than a two possession game, but I do feel like we are two possessions better than every football team. I'm going Eagles, twenty seven, Niners, seventeen, and we're going to go to the freaking Super Bowl. And I can't. Can you freaking believe it, man? <laughs> well, <laughs> like I, sorry, that was. I don't even know what those noises were um but that is what i feel inside and if you want to ladies you could have that (laughs) you could this is 100 on the market and i'm sure that i'm going to be getting a lot of interesting uh dms after this after this one ali go ahead um yeah the way i'm looking at this game um because we're always trying to find the edge right um there's a there's an old like I guess like an old saying that when when you're traveling on an airplane, east is beast, west is best, right? West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast. I was trying to figure out if there is an advantage here for West Coast teams or East Coast teams, right? In either side. So it turns out that since uh, I want to say like 2002, um, West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast have a 43.6% win rate in those games. Now, what's even more interesting is if the week prior they cover their point spread, the next week they go from the West Coast to the East Coast, that win rate drops from, what did I say, 43.6 to 29.6%. Whoa. This is some hard-hitting analysis. I love this, by the way. The 49ers covered their spread last week against the Cowboys. Did Did they not? Yes, they did. I think it was like a a three-and-a-half point, yeah. Statistics would tell you they have a 29.6% chance of beating the Eagles. Um, Go ahead. I just, even with that, too, you tie those statistical anomalies together with the fact that a rookie quarterback has never led a team in the <laughs> NFL ever to a Super Bowl. I think statistically it's irrelevant. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know, Ali. I think it's a 0% chance. I don't even know why we, I don't even, we, we, you got to call FanDuel and tell them that everything's wrong here. <laughs> I call, I yeah. Why the heck is the line two and a half when they, when the, Eagles when it's literally impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's statistically impossible now. I mean, let's also look at who the 49ers have played in their win streak, right? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys last week. If you want to know how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys, look up LaShawn McCoy talking about Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, right before that was Geno Smith. They played the Cardinals before them without Kyler Murray. They played Trash. the Raiders, a Raiders team that almost beat them with Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. Is that is Trash. that what I mean? Jared Stidham? Yep. Yep. They played the Commanders, the trash. Seahawks, the trash. Buccaneers, and that was Brock Purdy's. Trash, trash. Right. The Dolphins without Tua. Then the Saints, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams. Like these teams are 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 kind of limping throughout the season, and this is their win streak. Now I don't want to take away their their success because beating an any nfl team is really difficult and i think the 72 dolphins they went undefeated in 12 games or 14 games i can't remember which one nine or ten of those teams had losing records right so like it doesn't really matter 
what, you know, the state of each team is like, it's still the NFL, but if I'm looking at these teams and how they compare to the Philadelphia Eagles, there's no comparison. The Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts, there's no comparison. And so, you know, yeah, we, we look at like the whole idea of looking at a schedule and looking at the teams that teams have gone against. We can't even use that. It's so hard to use as a measuring stick. And and I, I kind of was starting to make this. I wanted to bring this up before and see what you guys think, because especially in the NFC. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys, they are the third best team in the NFC. I don't know who else we can set. Like, is there anybody else that is really qualified as the third best because vikings at 1 p.m certainly (laughs) yeah yeah if they're down by 18 and they need it's just there there are no other like stud quarterbacks period like especially with tom brady and aaron Rodgers being at the end of their career like after jalen hurts there is nobody and that is to me that is like astounding and when i look at the state of like just the entire NFC it's like I feel so good about like just being kind of I don't want to say the d word but we are a freak we can we can reach that level like who is stopping us like we have the quarterback and we have the supporting cast so um I just I don't know salary, there's, cap. There's salary cap right but even that's per- being managed pretty well right now we got two first rounders next year it's just right it's good it's just good it is good it is good, yeah, and and for you know for the first time since maybe like two thousand four, right? Like this is such an uh, we've even like when we went to the Super Bowl and t- like we were never this confident as as a city, right? Like we are buzzing right now. We are so incredibly excited because like we are the top, and like it's it's it it must have been really easy to be a Patriots fan these last several years, right? When you're just like, you know right. that like, you know what the story looks like, but I can't think of another time where like, in, in my opinion, this is so much, I don't want to say it's better than 2017, but like we have a fully stacked team. We have a new franchise quarterback that's going in here. We didn't know why we drafted him. And in his second real year starting for us, when we were like all calling him chop liver at the beginning, like taking us to an NFC championship team, to be able to go to Super Bowl, like I don't want to say that like I would be happy if the season ended and we lost, and I was like, yeah, like great season, but I kind of would be because it's like what you said, Andrew. Like we have like very bright years ahead of us. Like I'm so excited, but I don't see us losing this game upcoming. Um, I just, I just, it, it, I've never felt this confident about a Philadelphia Eagles team in my entire life as I do this year. And 2017, yeah. you can even argue was lightning in a bottle. So. Like, yeah, like that was I didn't think we were going to win. I didn't think we were going to win that game. No one thought we were going to win that game. This is a whole different dynamic. Right. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give you my score prediction because Mm -hmm. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious (laughs) and it worked last week. So I'm two for two on this season with this score prediction resulting in a blowout. So I'm going to go again. Uh, Eagles 27, 49ers 24. 27, 24. And in case we didn't mention it before, just a quick rewind. Uh, the fact that they won thirty-eight to seven, and that was the exact score that they beat yeah. the Vikings. What was it? Oh. Five years to the day. Insane. Uh, 
I mean, Insane. and uh, you know, I guess a special shout out. We a uh, good friend of ours. Uh, hello, Brian, Brian Fye. Fye, you degenerate. Uh, he put a whopping two dollars <laughs> on. Sorry, you know, I, I'm going to share. I'm going to share it, Brian. I didn't get your permission, but I, IRS cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he put he put a whopping two dollars on the exact score being thirty eight to seven. Uh, I don't even know what those odds are, but it ended up it ended up paying. It's like five hundred, like five hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah, like don't like go that. hunting Brian down asking him for money. It's like five hundred bucks isn't life changing, but it's still it's still pretty great. So it ain't two dollars. Uh, that's that's what it's not. I'm, yeah. I'm well, they saw the. Well, he he's also been hitting some other parlays recently. So they got the CIA showing up to his house looking for his, <laughs> his sports almanac and and a DeLorean and just seeing like what the hell is going on over there with him, man. But um, shout right. shout out to Brian Five Man, you are just killing it in the in the betting game right now. And I guess I mean I know we're starting to wrap things up, but my my one last thought that is just floating through my mind right now is I guess how it does there's something about us like bringing in like an actual number one receiver. Uh, not to say that Devonte Smith wasn't that before, but like to in 2004, then Alshon Jeffrey was a very surprise signing in 2017. Then we make the big trade for AJ Brown this year. And it's just like, Hey, what a concept, you know, you, a team that we were watching James thrash and Todd Stinkston for, for how many years it's like, wow, you bring in a star, co- a star wide receiver. Look what you're capable of. Um, but now of course we have, the best duo that we've ever seen where Eagles green. So, uh, you know, just another thing I've kind of been thinking about. Yeah. Well, everyone, Mm. we are fighting for the chance to go to the freaking Super Bowl. Freaking Super Bowl. I just, I, I, again, can't believe that the beginning of the season, we'd even be having this conversation. Jalen hurts who probably won't win MVP. It's fine. We'll be leading us at Lincoln Financial Field to the NFC Championship game for a chance to compete in the Super Bowl. Uh, I will be in attendance that game. I This is like going to be a highlight moment of my life because you never know if it happens again, right? These moments are so few and far in between. Um, so I'm just, I'm also just going to make sure I eat nothing but rice three days and before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just, I just, I just, I, I can't believe it. I just, I can't believe it. I'm getting 2017 vibes again. I feel confident, feel way more confident about this game than when we played the Vikings several years ago. I, I thought the Vikings were going to crush us that game. Um, anything can happen and it could go both ways. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be close. Um, but man, that's it. Ali, what are some final words before we have a chance to compete for the Super Bowl and send us home? I am freaking pumped guys i don't remember the last time i was this excited about an eagles game to be honest i i mean to your point alex right it's it is january 23rd 2023 who would have thought back in september that we would be sitting here talking about our philadelphia eagles playing host in the nfc championship game against the san francisco 49ers Mm. I, i i mean it's a team that i almost attribute as like the White Walkers from Game of Thrones seasons like one through six, right? Like <laughs> they've kind of been this peripheral threat that we knew that we were going to have to deal with eventually. And now it's time to handle our business. I can't wait for our Philadelphia Eagles to be that first loss in Brock Purdy's NFL record. I can't freaking wait to see Jalen Hurts hoist that George Hallis trophy. And then after the game, tell the media that it's still not enough. 
I mean, in in the immortal words of Vince Lombardi, I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, the greatest moment of all that he holds dear is that moment when he's worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. I can't Mm. freaking wait for victory on Sunday. Go Birds. (laughs) 